This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How is it going? back again for another year they said it wouldn't be done don't know who they are but i'm still here it's been a year oh yeah actually it's not been a year Uh, i think i started doing this in february i can't remember all i know is that it's a new year new life yay no um i'm one of those people that i'm a bit i poo poo the idea of the you know having new year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff because i've always seen it that you don't have to wait for a new year to improve yourself you can do it whenever you want and all that kind of stuff but i have to admit this year after the year we've just had i have felt a bit more positive and thinking well do you know what let's make 2021 the year of me i don't know i'm really going with that but yeah um you know i'm just doing what i'm doing my best to drink more water basically doing all the stuff that i always say every year but i'm gonna stick to it this time um you know water drink that every day uh meditation if i can journal start doing a journal again i stopped doing that some time ago but it's just one of those things that i just think is very good to do and uh yeah i'm not gonna go into that right now because i can't be bothered you know if you want to have a a message of oh you how to improve yourself go listen to the minimalists go listen to these other podcasts with these sort of uh wide-eyed people being like yeah this is how you should change your life you know go do that this isn't about that this is i'm gonna talk about today is um uh, the film National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, the reason is, I've never seen it before. So, over Christmas, they showed on television uh, the film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I've seen that a couple of times over the years, but I figured to myself I actually might watch the original because it was on, uh, I think it was on Netflix or something like that. I've never seen it before and, you know, I didn't know really what to expect. And so, me and my dad sat down and watched it and we're like, okay, so here we go. Let's watch this film. Not, I said to my dad, I said, I don't know what this is about or anything like that. Uh, it may be a bit rude, I don't know. But we'll have to just work it out. And we're watching it, and I have to say, hand on my heart, over the years I've seen many, many films, and I cannot compare National Lampoon's Vacation to any other film I've ever seen before. Genuinely. Or no, it, it was made in 1983, I believe. And so it's a film that is just its own thing. It's not even similar to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And it's just really well done. And I'll be honest, there was a little bit of nudity in it, which I wasn't quite expecting. In fact, me and my father, and my mum to a lesser degree, because she always falls asleep on the television, watched quite a few 80s comedies, and there was quite a lot of nudity in it. Actually quite surprising. I actually commented, I said, there's a lot more nudity back in the 80s. He goes, yeah, there was. I don't remember it being like this. I said, I know exactly, right? Because what you used to do years ago is that mum and dad would tape things off the television, you know. They'd get a video, uh, like a VHS. They'd plop it in the v- the video recorder. And they would record films off the television. And the thing with those is that they, they do tend to be censored somewhat. And uh, it's... Uh, it's always actually quite interesting when they do that because whenever you end up watching the actual version uh, of the film without the censored bits, it's very confusing because there's... I don't know if you know this or not, 
But there's a they always make a, two edits, uh, one for airplanes and like all that kind of stuff, and when they make movies because the well basically what happens is is that they have to have it so that anyone can watch this, the film on on an airplane. I believe. Don't quote me on that. I've never been on an airplane. But there's uh, many famous edits, and um, there was one from The Big Lebowski. Uh, you see, Larry, that's what happened when you f a stranger in the A. Instead, he says, you see what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps. They have a bit of fun with it, you see. And uh, the same with the Back to the Future films. Uh, like when this goes 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious stuff. And uh, all that kind of thing, you know, is actually... Um, and well, actually, on a slightly side note here, um, I've got two copies of Dumb and Dumber on, tele- on DVD. One had the, a weird edit on it, with like an extended scene and the other one is like a just the normal one or the one that i grew up with and it's very weird when you watch a, a like an edited version of a film it's like what on earth is this this is not how i remember it and it's, the, the only reason i noticed it was because i don't remember the scene or not but there's a scene where uh, lloyd is like running after mary um and he falls out of the the airplane thing and uh, he lands differently like he's in a different pose very boring, but it was like it was interesting to me anyway. Um, anyway, back to National Lampoon. Um, it's just really, really funny. Like I really enjoyed it because there's that like there's one scene in it. This is spoilers, but I don't think it can. I can have spoilers on a film that is so old. It's older than me, you know. So uh, this is the bit where they, they well, basically the story is they want to go to visit a theme park called Wally's World, I believe, and so they park really far away from. The car, you know, from the actual park, and uh, I, was, I said to my dad, I said, "Why are they parked so far away?" And then they explained in the film um, that you know it, it, it may seem silly parking here now, but when the when the park is shut, we're ready, we're near the exit, so it makes sense. Oh, fair enough. I explained that away, and it's like, "Come on, race you to the to the park," and so they all start running in like slow motion, like with this music in the background, like, "Oh, let's go visit Wally's World," and they are running. And they're running, and they're running, and then they start flagging. And I'm not joking; I nearly wet myself with laughter. Just like because they just kept running. It's like it's just it was funny how out of breath they were getting, and it was not a, a joke I was expecting to see. I've never seen it repeated, and you know it's just it was absolutely perfect. I guess they can't really do that in another film because obviously it'd be oh, that's National Lampoon's vacation you're copying there, which is exactly right. They would be copying that. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really good film, and uh, I recommend it. I do not recommend watching Police Academy. Uh, in fact, this episode was going to be about Police Academy, um, as I basically make fun of Michael Winslow, the idea that he was basically just cast to make funny noises with his mouth. But the film is so dated that I don't feel that I can really talk about it. There's racial slurs, there's homophobic slurs, there was sexism. And do you know what I thought? I'm not touching that with the barge pearl. National, Va- National Lampoon's Vacation had slight sexism, and I don't believe in any racism, and I don't believe in any homophobia. So out of the two, National Lampoon's Vacation is better. Although uh, I found out that I haven't liked Police Academy, because we used to have Police Academy on tape when we were kids, and I used to watch it all the time with my brother and my sister. I used to quite like it, but I remember 
watching Police Academy 7, Mission to Moscow, in I, th- I think 1994 or 1995 and being like, this is rubbish. And I just didn't like um, Police Academy ever again after that. And um, I thought, oh, I need to give it a chance. And no, it's dreadful. Although I have been told by my brother to watch number two and three, they might be better. As long as they're not as offensive as they that no the, the original one was, don't watch it. I'm not even a joke, and it is seriously offensive. Um. Anyway, I'm waffling on here. Anyway, I'm gonna quickly uh, plop on a tune, um, because I want to, and uh, this is by someone called Wainitos, and it's called Exotica. Details for this song can be found on the Man and Room website. So anyway, here it is. <laughs>
What a tune that is. Exotica there by Juanitos. Anyway, you know what it's time for? It's time for tarot and tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ooh. So as this is going to work as it has every other time, I'm going to basically shuffle the cards as you can hear me doing right now. And then I'm going to draw three cards, past, present, future, to help someone get through what they're getting through uh, or someone they know, or maybe even nobody, we just don't know. Uh, but first, let's have a quick old sip of the tea. Uh, this tea is by a company called Knockover da- Agent Dale Cooper Bobblehead there, um, by a company called Blawin. Uh, they, were, they kindly sent me some tea uh, recently, and uh, they want me to review it on the show, and uh, so I'm happy to oblige, because uh, I'm not just saying Blawin teas is some of the best teas I've actually ever had, so let's have a try. This one is Kiwi and Grape. Oh my goodness. That is literally like someone has got a kiwi and a grape, squished it in their hand, right, really hard, so all the juice has come out. And someone's added some hot water, me, and oh my goodness. Oh, that is so nice. That is, oh, one of the best fruit teas I've ever had in my entire life, that one. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I've got, I've, I've, actually I've got a, a few more Blorwind teas to try. And uh, yeah, uh, they're really enjoying that. Anyway, so give the cards a quick more shuffle. So the way this is going to work, I'm going to draw three cards, past, present, future, so on, so forth. We all know how it works. So here we go. The first card is the the Queen of Wands. Now I can see on this card, uh, there's someone sitting there uh, with a massive wand. Uh, she's holding a sunflower in one hand and a massive wand slash staff. In the other hand, there's a black cat sitting in front of her. So basically, if you are, you know, someone who enjoys sunflowers and you had a black cat, this is probably for you. Uh, so the next card here is, ooh, it is the eight of wands, no less. So there's now eight wands. So basically, you had one wand, you're the queen of wands and all of that. You got a whole bunch more wands and, you know, eight, which is, uh, I think is the, that song, isn't it? Eight is the magic number so you know so that's your current status the fact that you've you mastered the wand and then you've now got many wands and the last one here is the ten of pentacles um i can see here uh two people chatting in the uh in, a, in like a courtyard there's someone spying from behind a bridge and there's two whippets slash greyhounds so basically you know in the future be careful having conversations near bridges, especially if there's an old man with two whippets nearby because he may be treacherous and you can never be too careful of a man and two whippets. So yeah, that's a pretty straightforward one, that one. So anyway, this has been Tarot and Tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ah. Anyway, I'm back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Now, in the last year, I made a concerted effort to not talk about what was going on in the world because it was just terrible. And I just figured it'd be nice to sort of keep upbeat and just give people a little respite, a bit of a break from all what is going on around them because, you know... It's very easy to get reminded and it's just done to death and it's not even particularly funny, you know. And um, But I will have to mention it now because something came up 
on the internet and I thought I have to discuss it because it's just absolutely, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. So basically, years and 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 years ago, there's a man called Nostradamus. Now, if you've not heard of him, he was some bearded dude who was all like, I can see the future, yeah? And so people took it for granted that he knew what he was talking about. And, uh, you know, he had very many different things that he apparently foresaw, such as 9-11. He, he foresaw the death of Princess Diana. Things and people he's never seen or heard of before, yet he seems to know what's going on. And I remember, you know, one of his more famous ones was that he thought that the world was going to end in the year 2000 or something like that. The world was going to end. Yeah. So as a youngster, I went out and got a copy of Nostradamus's book uh, or one of his uh, an interpretation of his book. He didn't speak English or he didn't write in English either, to be fair. And so basically he had these different predictions. And so I was like flicking for it. It's like, oh, you know, this is what he said here and this is what happened with hindsight by the way so basically people were going around like retrofitting his uh, predictions to see if they came true and you know apparently he predicted the death of um what's her name uh i've got a name in now mother Teresa. If, you know if foretold that as well and just many different things and apparently there are now uh whack jobs i mean people out there who now claim that he had his finger on the pulse when it came to the pandemic of 2020 and also continuing into 2021. And, uh, you know, that's apparently, he's predicted that. So uh, it's just a bit crazy when you think about it, that people still hang on the words of a dead man who basically guessed a few things right. And the thing is, you can argue this, and I'm going to argue this actually, he didn't predict it, one, because it's all absolute nonsense, but two... There's been quite a few pandemics since this guy has died. The Black Death being the one of them. The plague, you know, all these things. But people still try and make out like he knows what he was talking about, but he didn't. He's just basically, I'm, I'm assuming he had a drink problem. I'm trying, I'm, just, I'm having a go at a guy here um, who, to be fair, he knew what I was going to say about this. And, you know, I do the tarot and the tea and all that kind of stuff, but I obviously do it with it. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, you know, I don't genuinely think there's anything to it. Um, and I guess it's quite nice for some people who want to just suspend belief and be like, yeah, it all makes sense. It all makes sense because this man here said it, so obviously it must be true. And uh, it's just, I think it's, it lets people just, you know, explain stuff away by giving their a belief to a power that they don't necessarily understand. And it's fine. I mean, for years and years, they used to, I used to watch the National Lottery, but I don't actually play the lottery. I never have done. Um, I, it's, it's stupid. But they used to have this woman on there called Mystic Meg. And every week she'd be there and she'd be like, uh, oh, if you are Torian, uh, you should pick these numbers, so on and so forth. And I don't know how much of it is actually true. And there's obviously a lot of discussion about uh star signs and that kind of stuff but i argue this right um if it lets you put a perspective on things and uh, give you a different sort of you know a different viewpoint of uh potentially what's going on in your life which you can't quite understand or can't quite comprehend that's not a bad thing and so you know it's little nudges here and there which is why the tarot is like it's sticking around because i, I, I like the idea of that 
But Nostradamus, no mate, Nostradamus was talking out of his ass. Don't pay attention to Nostradamus. He didn't know what he was talking about. It's impossible to even comprehend things so far in the future. If you'd have told me 20 years ago that you'd be able to video call people across the across the world and it'd been instantaneous and it'd been better quality than watching Noel's house party, I'd have been like, shut your face. Are you telling me that technology is there like NTV where he can click his fingers and there's somebody there sitting in the living room it's better than that and it never goes wrong it's crazy i would have been like shut your face that would never have happened so this man here predicting 9-11 he didn't know what a skyscraper was or an airplane he also didn't know who princess Diana was or mother Teresa, and all these other things he certainly didn't know what coronavirus uh covid19 is either so people stop paying attention to Nostradamus. uh just ignore him and he'll go away. It's fine. He won't go away because he's already dead. I didn't know when he even died. I literally just got my bean in my bonnet about Nostradamus today. And I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm waffling on about nothing here, so I will stop. Um, so anyway, uh, this is the episode for this week. Um, thank you for joining me. Uh, to play me out right now, I've got a uh, someone here called Mild Wild, or is it Mild Wild? We don't know. And it's a song called Sid's Ballad. And you can go find out information for this song on the Man in the Room website. So yeah, uh, I'll be back again next week for another one of these. So until then, this is me signing off. And uh, yeah, see you later. market flannel and a pair of Wrangler jeans If you know what I mean He's got a pair of old boots He's kicked every rock down the street Yeah, you know what I mean I mean he wants to be a cowboy Yeah, he calls himself Red Nexon He's just looking for adventure Pick and fights with the neighbor king Yeah, he dreams about the outlines Six shooters and spitting here Starting fires in his front lawn You can tell he's not fitting in What are you doing in renting a room? Just uh, passing through Who's standing? No A little bit older now he's wishing he was dead Smoking Marlboro Reds But the feeling never lasts He's skipping classes on Monday And getting drunk with his buddies And he still wants to be a cowboy But now he calls himself heartthrobson He's just looking for adventure Getting trashed with the neighbor kid He dreams of Becky and her blonde hair Man, her parents really hated him Doing donuts in the front yard You can tell he doesn't give a shit What are you here for? No place in particular? There's no horses in Pittsburgh What are you here for? No place special? He's got no pasture on Trapped in the suburbs
the man where is the room it's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in for more information head over to maninaroom.co.uk